This is the Tuscan Reader Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew, and this is episode 13, the beginning of season 2. Yeah, we're going to cut it off at uh, 12 for season 1. So season 2, kicking off with episode 13, a new phase, a new era for the Tuscan Reader, where the primary focus now has made a major shift to just expanded universe reviews. Now, normal podcast episode, if news drops for just Star Wars in general, I'll talk about it. We'll do little segments, do some other fun things in the future when I figure that all out. You know, it'd be nice to have some special guests come on here again one of these days. But uh, for now, the reviews, I removed the canon stuff from the YouTube channel, like the cutouts. Um, You can still find those canon reviews in the full podcast episode videos, or you can listen to it over there on the uh, podcast sites. So, new thing though, uh, dropping the canon and sticking with Expanded Universe. And for episode 13, the start of season 2, we're going to be doing a review of Star Wars Kenobi, which recently received the special reprint uh, part of the special the essential legends collection excuse me uh, it's written by john jackson miller we'll get into that here in just a little bit but i also wanted to talk a little bit about my my star wars reading story my adventure how i got into this whole mess um it was back when disney purchased star wars when george lucas made that sale I don't have the dates in front of me, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure it was 2012. Um, As soon as I heard the news, I was like, I'm going over to uh, Barnes & Noble, and I'm going to pick up a Star Wars book, because I know they have a lot of Star Wars books out there, and I want to read one. I just started kind of getting into reading. I wasn't a huge fan of reading. It was kind of annoying. I thought books were dumb. Um... But, you know, the whole sale thing kind of sparked my interest. I was reading the Wheel of Time fantasy series, and I thought, oh, that's cool, but let's take it to, to space, to Star Wars, because I like Star Wars. Will I like reading the books? And it quickly became an addiction, an obsession with uh, reading. Um, you know, I was those Wheel of Time series books, I, I got, like, book three before I realized, you know, that's what I'm going to take the next step. And... I stopped at book five at the Wheel of Time because Star Wars just took over the reading life. So uh, one of these days I could get back to the Wheel of Time. I, I stopped in s- book five. I think it was called uh, Fires from Heaven. But I- I'm in the middle of that book before I just completely cut it off and uh, stuffed the books in the back of the bookshelf in my closet and picked up Star Wars and can't put the Star Wars stuff down. Um so, the first book that I ever read in Star Wars, luckily for me, I find that this was a lucky pickup, because I didn't read any of the timeline stuff in the the front of these books, I just grabbed one, purchased it, and started reading it in the parking lot, <laughs> because I was I was waiting for my wife to finish up with her, her work. Um, but it was Star Wars Death Troopers by Joe Schreiber. This book, Haunting... It was fun. It was adventurous. 
it had some familiar characters. I'm not going to spoil that here, uh, just because there's some people out there that haven't read all of these Star Wars Expanded Universe books. And when I was in Barnes & Noble picking up books um, long after this one, but still, I have a lot to read. I have a lot to catch up on. But some guy was giving me all these spoilers about things that I was like, man, I don't want to know any of this stuff. I'm not there yet. And my brain, I'll forget about it until I start to read those books, and then all of that stuff that this guy tells me in the, the aisle of the bookstore will flood back into my brain, and it'll ruin everything. And, you know, I, I've been part of conversations where things get brought up, but I just I try to ignore when other people are talking about those other books that I haven't read yet. I just tune out, um, because I want to enjoy these books when I get to them. I, I want to be surprised by certain things, and I want people that listen to these to, to also get that. So that's why I'm not going to be doing any spoiler reviews. I'm not doing spoiler discussions unless, unless, um, you know, if I do a special with some other guests that come on to do a full novel discussion, like we did once with Shatterpoint, um, I wanted to do the same with Star Wars Rogue Squadron, but we never got around to it. And, uh, the second one, Wedge's Gamble is out now. And me and a couple of the guys from, you know, the Star Wars Legends podcast and Red 5 Reviews, we talked about possibly coming back together to talk about those uh, those two books. And that would be great because I want to have some more specials on here for you guys in uh, Season 2 uh, where we're just talking primarily Expanded Universe reviews. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this, this mix-up, this change. It's going to be nice getting away from canon. I got sucked into that whenever uh, they printed their first book, which was uh, a Rebels based book. It was a media tie-in for the, the the cartoon show Rebels. And that book was written by John Jackson Miller, and I'm trying to think of the name of the book. A New Dawn. That's what it was. I had to turn around and look at the bookshelf. It's A New Dawn by John Jackson Miller, and I thought it was okay. You know, I at by this point I'd read a few Star Wars Expanded Universe books when they uh, printed, you know, the new canon stuff. Uh, the last book that I'd purchased in the Expanded Universe um before the, the buyout happened, well, I guess it already happened, but before things were official, like wiped out, the last print book that I picked up was Kenobi. When that came out, I found the hardcover and I was like, oh, you know, this is cool. I'm going to get this hardcover. And then they, uh, you know, stopped printing the books because Disney decided to wipe canon and um, do their own. And I've been reading those books. And, you know, that canon, that the Disney canon, as it's called, um, it has some good. Good books in there. Uh, some people in the Expanded Universe party like to say, oh, it's just nothing but garbage. Um, not true. There are some good stories in there, but there are a lot of bad, and especially lately, there's this uh, political, I've woke agenda. Uh, I've got in trouble on, on TikTok uh, for some of my opinions, which you could find in one of my episodes. Uh, the last episode of Season 1, I... Uh, get into a list of everything wrong with the Queen's Hope novel. I called it The Queen's Woke. Um, it's funny because I did the same sort of thing with Queen's Peril, called it The Queen's Period. <laughs> There's just some, some goofy things that happen in those uh, YA novels, and it just it puts such a bad taste in my mouth with the direction that they're going and seeing how they act politically in the news lately. I just can't stand, I can't stand it, and I'm going to be pushing away from from all of that stuff soon. Um, but here, it stops now. As for canon, I have all of the books. Uh, all the adult novels, the YA novels, the 
I think all the junior reader stuff. I I don't know. I I, ha- I know there's a couple of the junior reader books that I did read, and some of them I just like didn't even waste my time on because I mean junior reader. I I've only been reading those High Republic junior readers really because it ties in all together, and if you miss one of those, you miss important details. I think that's a bad thing to do. I, I don't like that. I you could make some connections, but don't make huge events happen in a junior reader book so that I mean just just make them all adult novels. You know what I mean? It, but anyway, um back to the expanded universe stuff. I uh I have all of the adult novels. I have a couple trade paperback comic books but not very many, just like 3 um I know that there's a lot of sales all the time on Amazon for digital comics. Uh, one of these days, I'll I'll break and I'll uh, I'll get some of those. It might be fun to to read into the comic books, but for now, my focus is the adult novels. I'd say I've read a pretty good number of the Star Wars Expanded Universe. I was reading through the New Republic era books before I decided to start over with Dawn of the Jedi and work my way through. Might have been a bad idea, but. You know, it is what it is. I thought it'd be fun to go to the beginning and work my way back up to those those books that I started with and get, you know, maybe there's things that I missed from way back when. I don't think that's going to be the case. But I've I've read other books throughout the Star Wars Expanding Universe out of timeline, such as, you know, Death Troopers, such a random pickup. Uh, the A.C. Crispin Han Solo trilogy, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. I skipped a, the... Rogue Squadron books or X-Wing books and now that they're reprinting those in this Essential Legends collection that's when I'm I've decided I'm going to work through those cuz I've been getting these books sent out to me and I'm going to going to read them and review them as they come so um I'm excited to really dive into the expanded universe basically all in you know what I mean cuz I'm going to be stopping the other stuff which i've said probably three or four times already but there's no no feeling like the expanded universe the the star wars canon it 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 reads differently when you go to the expanded universe it just feels like going home if that makes sense it's more comforting it's more friendly more family friendly i would say uh there are some dark things that happen there are some trashy books stupid things in them um but, you know, you can't have a perfect series of books. But a lot of good stuff in there. And I'm happy with the Expanded Universe. And I can't wait to read the whole thing. Hopefully I can before I die. <laughs> I want to take a second and thank the subscribers on YouTube. Uh, I'm almost at 100. That's awesome. Um, I know the channel's over a year old now, I believe. I hardly do any marketing for this Tuscan reader. I've shared podcast links and maybe a few video links, but I usually don't. I just, I just put it on YouTube and just let it do its thing. And I know that the, the star Wars fandom is oversaturated with, or YouTube is oversaturated with the star Wars fandom. People just talking about the, the films, the books, the shows, the comics and everything. And there's some good stuff out there. You know, people put out some good content and I just, I turn this into a, a fun hobby. I, I have a full-time job, got a family, the house, you know, everything that I got to worry about other YouTube channels and 
podcast stuff. This is a fun hobby. When I sit down and have a moment to talk about Star Wars, I like to do that. And uh, the Tuscan Reader is a relaxing place to do that. Especially now that uh, it's going to be more streamlined with Expanded Universe conversation. Um, so thank you again, YouTube subscribers. I know that I kind of went off on something else there. but uh, And thank you to those who just listen to the podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, this was designed to be just a podcast, but then I couldn't help myself and I had to record everything and post it to YouTube. So I don't think I've put up any exclusive content up on the YouTube channel um, yet, but that might change in the future. Depends on how fast uh, it can grow. Maybe if I hit 200 subscribers by this time next year, maybe I'll uh, I'll do some different things and post more content for the YouTube crowd. And we'll keep doing the audio stuff uh, once a month or twice a month maybe for the podcast. But I'm having a good time with the Tuscan Reader. And I hope you are too. Share it with your friends. They like Star Wars. It's always good to uh, be introduced to new Star Wars content. And I like to keep things family friendly, you know? So let's move on to the next thing. Let's just go ahead and get to the Kenobi review, shall we? Uh, I got the new trade paperback here. Uh, thanks, Del Rey, for sending out this copy for me to review. It's the new trade paperback size. It's got new cover art on the front. Looks like a painting. Young Kenobi, as you'd see him from Revenge of the Sith. But it has that new banner across the top. The Essential Legends Collection. I do like the spine a lot on these books. They keep it consistent. It looks great. Uh, but there is a flaw with these books. I didn't notice it in the first couple waves, but... The cover does not actually cover all the pages. Like You could see the page when you look at the front of the book, which is weird. It's too short. They, they need to fix that. I need to look back at my other books to see if uh, they had this flaw, but I just don't recall them having that. But let's go ahead and get into this review. Kenobi, written by New York Times best-selling author John Jackson Miller. The novel takes place in the rise of the Empire era following the events of Revenge of the Sith, about 19 years before the Battle of Yavin. After the fall of the Republic and the dismantling of the Jedi Order, Obi-Wan Kenobi has taken the young boy Luke Skywalker to Tatooine. Now, he goes out to this Outer Rim world, hoping to get away from the Empire. He's trying not to draw attention to himself, which is going to be kind of tough. I mean, he was a Jedi Knight. Now he's just got to go hide on a desert planet. Tusken Raiders roam the desert of Tatooine, so there is a danger out in the desert. Uh, they view the settlers in the Jutland Wastes as parasites that need to be removed. The leader of one tribe of the Tusken Raiders, Ayark, is determined to rid the land of the disgusting settlers. This particular Tusken stands out among the rest and is known to the settlers as plug eye there's a little uh, like gem or crystal at the end of the metal shaft that covers their eye and it glistens when the sun hits it so that's why they give it the name plug eye and one eye is plugged uh, but the tuscan raiders would often attack settlements and homes in the desert looting resources that they found useful the people in the area had created this thing called the settlers call which is an alert system that would bring the people together to go out and defend the victims of the Tuscan Raiders. 
In this story, the settlers of the Pika Oasis must defend their lives and their livelihood, most of them moisture farmers out in the middle of the desert. They can't just call the military or the police because they're out in the middle of the desert. Let's talk about a few characters. Uh, John Jackson Miller did a great job with characters that we do know, which is the only one in this story is Kenobi, but he also does an outstanding job creating new characters and uh, they're truly worth investing in. Okay, so the first character Annaline Caldwell, she runs this little shop called Danar's Claim out in the Pika Oasis. She's widowed. She's got two kids to raise on her own. They're ages 16 and 17. Her husband, sadly, had passed away nearly eight years prior to this tale. However, Annaline is not truly alone. Her deceased husband's best friend, Orin, is still around and does a pretty good job of keeping an eye out for the family and many others around the Pika Oasis. Annaline, she does her best to raise her kids right and has a pretty good sense of humor. She's very protective of her family and her property. The next character I would like to talk about is Aark, the Tuscan reader, who is... No, uh, Tuscan leader. Sorry, I'm the Tuscan reader. Uh, Aark is the Tuscan leader that is irritated and saddened by the fact that the tribal people are diminishing Ayark is cautious and intelligent, able to actually speak some basic, which really freaks out some of the settlers when they hear Ayark speak. Uh, the character's past is full of tragedy and loss, giving Ayark the wisdom needed to lead other Tusken Raiders. And then we finally get to Kenobi, who is adjusting to life outside the Jedi Order. His new life mission is to stay hidden and keep watch over the boy that he hopes will truly bring balance to the Force, the son of Anakin Skywalker. Now, he's cautious of everything, which is wise. He does have a bit of a paranoia, which raises curiosity with those in, that he interacts with in town, or at Danar's claim. He goes there quite a bit. Kenobi, he's always at the right place at the wrong time, which is pretty humorous. Uh, he gets this reputation, you know, oh, he's the troublemaker. Here comes Ben, trouble follows. But uh, John Jackson Miller did an excellent job writing Kenobi. Really, truly felt like the character that we knew from the films. So let's get into what I thought about this book. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. It was very interesting to see Kenobi out of his element, trying to make a living out in the galaxy with common folks. Kenobi's interaction with Annaline was always very entertaining. It's obvious that there was an attraction between the two. However, Ben, he holds on to that oath with the Jedi Order, which forbids attachment, which I found kind of strange. It's like, you're trying to make a new life for yourself. Don't be this lonely, weirdo hermit out there by yourself. Get a family. You know, why not? You can still keep an eye on the kid, but also, you know, and then you have to explain, like, hey, I gotta go watch this strange kid, and that could cause, you know, other issues with, with someone in a relationship. So, this book actually has quite a few cool surprises in it, not going to get into what those are because I like to keep things spoiler-free and uh, you get to experience those things when you read the book. But the story would have some really nice, light-hearted moments, but then it would get into some really dark places. And I would say that John Jackson Miller really gave a good balance of evoking particular emotions whenever they were called for. So he did, did a really good job with that. But uh, he also touches on familiar story points, such as the Lars family and that event that took place in Attack of the Clones uh, when Shmi was taken, which was really cool with that is you get more of that with the Star Wars Attack of the Clones novelization 
with more details about Shmi being taken and the hunt where people are trying to go find her. Uh, you get a lot more of that in the novelization than you do in the film, which we'll get into that novelization review sometime soon. Uh, but it, that really does define like the expanded universe. It really connects a lot of things together very well. So it's cool that the book ties in with events to Attack of the Clones, the novelization, more so than it does with the film. There are segments placed in between certain chapters uh, called meditation segments, and those are really cool. I liked those. It was um, emotional seeing Kenobi reaching out to his old master, Qui-Gon Jinn, trying to commune with him out there alone in the desert. And that's also where he kind of gets this reputation of crazy old Ben. You know, he's out there in his hut talking to himself. What a weirdo. <laughs> but very emotional points were made during those segments um I mean, he's lonely wants to talk to his master try to get some insight to the force to what's going on in the galaxy but he's just he's he's so alone overall though the story was excellent it's gritty it contains some, some really dark moments like i said but also has some really light moments some good humor sprinkled throughout uh, toward the end i found some of the elements a little bit strange uh one character's wrap-up actually feels very Twilight Zone-ish. It's like, it feels like I've seen that ending in a Twilight Zone episode. I, I haven't, but it just, it really reminds me of Twilight Zone, which could be really cool for some people and might be weird for others, but uh, I'm going to recommend that you pick up this book. It's an excellent Star Wars Expanded Universe book. It ties into other media it's got great characters. John Jackson Miller does an outstanding job with all the little details. It's a very fun book. I'm going to give it an A+. Go pick up this book as soon as you can. The Kenobi novel, definitely worth your time reading. If you don't have time to read, there's always the audiobook. I know there is an audiobook format available for Kenobi, and most of the time those audiobooks are fantastic. Sometimes you'll get a dud, but mostly they're all pretty good. So check out the audiobook if you don't have time to sit down and read a book. There's nothing like sitting down and reading a physical copy. It's just it's a beautiful thing. Um, and I'm holding up Dynasty of Evil because next time um, on episode 14 we're going to be doing a review of Dynasty of Evil by Drew Carpation and Darth Plagueis by James Lucino. Both of those books have the Essential Legends Collection reprint. I have them thanks to Del Rey. Maybe there'll be a third. I don't know. Depends on what I... Well, I'm not even going to say anything more about it. We'll see what happens on the next episode. We'll keep it a secret. And by we, I mean like the universal we. Me and you all. I... Yeah. Thanks for joining me here on episode 13, the beginning of season two. Can't wait for this season. It's going to be fun. There's going to be some mix-ups. I'm ready for it. It's going to be great. And I hope you're ready too. Buckle up and your spaceship and fly with me uh, to the next episode. Um, that's so stupid. I'm, I'm leaving that in there. Uh, may the Force be with you always, and even more importantly, may God bless you. I'm leaving that in there. Uh, may the Force be with you always, but uh, more importantly, may God bless you. Wow, um, that stays. I'm leaving that in there. Uh, may the Force be with you always, but more importantly, 
May God bless you. Later, nerds.